Silence is golden, especially when it comes to brakes. That's why Napa Silent Guard are built to be one of the smoothest and most quiet brakes on the market. Made with fiber-reinforced shims that eliminate noise for the life of the pad, rubber-coated hardware for a better fit, and quality design that meets and exceeds OE performance. Silent Guard brakes deliver the stopping power drivers demand. Available now at Napa locations nationwide. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, underage sale prohibited. Introducing Zone Nicotine Pouches, the perfect balance of unparalleled comfort, longer-lasting flavor, and nicotine that satisfies. Whether you're zoning in during the race or zoning out after a tough day at work, Zone gets you there faster and keeps you there longer. Available in seven flavors and in six and nine milligram strengths. Find Zone at zonepouches.com and retailers near you. Own your Zone with Zone Nicotine Pouches. You can host the best backyard barbecue when you find a professional on Angie to make your backyard the best around. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The following is a production of the Motor Racing Network, the voice of NASCAR. The Motor Racing Network presents NASCAR Live Wide Open. Off the end of the back straightaway. Larson's going to send it. Larson's in the wall. Larson's on Hamlin's back bumper. Logano leads down the back straightaway. Keselowski's in line. Now he turns him. Boot team Penske cars crash. Keselowski is up in a ball of flame. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Now. Here's your host, Mike Bagley. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another installment of NASCAR Live Wide Open here on the Motor Racing Network. Mike Bagley, the entire MRN crew here with you. Hey, appreciate the download. Appreciate you joining us this week as we get ready to head into Pocono for a quadruple header weekend of racing oh folks we're gonna have you covered from friday to sunday arkham Menard series racing truck racing xfinity racing cup racing in the highpoint.com 400 interesting weekend over the weekend at new hampshire martin truex jr just basically poured on the coals and buried the whole field as he has a tendency to do especially on monday races and well quite frankly he's on my short list going into pocono on sunday those Toyotas really came to life, and um, it's going to be interesting to see now that the Martin Truex Jr. freight train is rolling, what kind of damage that can do because been on this for a long time, and he has a tendency to start the season off slow, 
win early, fade in the middle, and then come to life in July and August when those playoffs come on. And this is the prime time for MTJ to do a little more damage in the Cup Series. Speaking of doing damage in a good way, let's uh, let's go to the NASCAR Live Wide Open Hotline. Let's bring in a driver that we've been waiting to go to victory lane. We've been waiting for him to run up front and make an impact. And it's a gentleman that I've had a chance to get to know on the air and off the air, at the track and away from it. And he is just a pretty cool dude. We're speaking of Parker Klergerman. He'll be driving this weekend the number 48 Xfinity Series car for Big Machine Racing. He'll also be behind the wheel of the number 75 trucks for Henderson Motorsports in the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. So it's a double dip this weekend for one Parker Klergerman. Parker, welcome to NASCAR Live Wide Open. How are we doing? Thanks, buddy. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's actually going to be triple duty because I'm doing the TV thing on Sunday. So I've got the rare triple header. Uh, ahead of me here at Pocono weekend. But, you know, probably my closest race to home. It's only about a two-hour drive uh, from my place in Connecticut where I grew up. So, to me, this is a home race. So, what better opportunity to do all be a part of all three series than at Pocono? Looking forward to it. Well, all right. Let's start. Let's start with that. So, you're obviously on the racetrack and you're on the air. You're one of the very few rare individuals that can give us perspective the day after or sometimes the day of the race. How do you manage running full-time in the Xfinity Series, part-time in the Truck Series, and also maintaining a presence on TV with NASCAR on NBC? Well, some would say I'm not doing a very good job because I haven't won this year. So <laughs> I got I to gotta perform better on the track side. The, the Truck Series, we've had... I don't think we finished a race yet this year, although we've been super fast. Um, so, you know, I, I joking aside, it is a lot to manage. Um, you know, thankfully, I have experience with it over the last couple of years in a part-time capacity, which I think really prepared me. And then also on the TV side, you know this, we have such a great production team over there and great folks that really make it easy on me to sort of jump into that role. Um, and I really think mentally, it's about you know, compartmentalization where you, you basically have to be able to flip a switch and be race car driver, Parker, uh, and then flip that same switch and open a different file cabinet and be, you know, TV personality reporter. Um, and it's, you know, it's not easy and it's definitely taken me a couple years to sort of understand the best system and process for me to do that. Um, and sometimes I feel like, Oh man, I, I didn't do that that well or whatever. And then I, I look back and I'm like, actually, that, that was fine. So, you know, also part of it is just judging how I'm spending my time and, and making sure that I'm prepared across all facets, right? That's that's the big thing with TV and driving is preparation. And so it, it also starts earlier in the week when I look at, okay, what am I going to do my simulators? When am I going to look at race tape? When am I going to, you know, start doing my research for the TV side and take those notes and under, make sure I know everything I need to know about the Cup Series? And so, that starts days in advance. And if I do that well, I can walk in really relaxed and be able to flip those switches and open those different uh, file cabinets inside my brain to, to be a, the best truck series driver, NASCAR Xfinity series driver and, and championship contender, and then TV personality on Sunday. You know, I had to laugh Saturday, not because of what put you there, but when you step from the care center at, at um, Loudon, you were interviewed by Kim, who obviously works for MRN. She works for NBC. And what was weird for me is you are that unique individual that we all, we three were together early, <laughs> like at Chicagoland in the restaurant. 
and then yeah. having that kind of interaction. And then now it's the professional interaction of having to interview you coming from the care center. It's, you have to kind of compartmentalize that as well, but it's, it's just weird having dinner one week and then interviewing you when you come out of the care center two weeks later. Is that, is that kind of weird that you have race driver or, or, or race car driver Parker being interviewed by one of your colleagues that you're also friends with and and eat dinner with it just seems like a strange juxtaposition yeah it definitely it definitely is because you know you have to keep it professional and 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 like they normally would but i think there's also an element hopefully that comes out of that that is different right where maybe i'm more relaxed or maybe kim knows more about my situation than a typical you know just driver reporter relationship would be um just for the time that we've spent together as co-workers, right? So I think that that's a cool part of it. Um, I hope the fans, you know, get something different from that. And for me, you know, I I like to say to people, like, I didn't choose to, uh, to be doing all the, wearing all these hats, right? I would have I would have been just fine being a NASCAR Cup Series driver uh, competing for championships. It just not how things panned out for me, right? And I I was I've been very fortunate and lucky to be invited to be on the TV side many years ago and for it to be something that, you know, nat- I had a natural fit with. Um, but I, I do think it is, it's been an amazing opportunity for me to also have a different perspective of the sport that not a lot of drivers get. And it's also, you know, been part of my secret sauce to get back to driving full time. So, you know, I, I, sometimes I look at it and I think, man, I, I'm having to work so often and do so much more than say someone I'm up against for the championship and Xfinity. Um, but then I sometimes, you know, and you can get down about that, but other times I, I sit there and I go, you know what, but how cool would it be if I can do all these things and beat them? So <laughs> I think about it, you know, I flip it to the positive and think, oh, that would be a cool story. And that's the TV guy and me probably coming out thinking that's a great story, but yeah, well, it's, <laughs> it's definitely a lot to manage. It's different. I know that. Uh, and I just, you know, have to do the best I can to flip those switches and, and make sure that I'm, you know, giving the preparation and the forethought to each and every job I have. Oh, I imagine when you win a race between Jeff Benke, Renee, Shauno, everybody in that TV. Oh, that this will take on a whole nother dimension. Then once you win that race and <laughs> the pre-race and the race will take out a totally different type of telecast. No question. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I, it might be the, the first time the post race is a little struggling for too many. You'll hear cheers from the production truck, but uh, no, they, they don't have favorites. Don't worry. They don't have favorites, uh, but that, that would be too cool. When I won Taudega a couple years ago, they were, you know, a lot of the NBC folks were obviously there for the cup side. And although the broadcast is on Fox, we share a lot of the same people as well. And it was really cool because Banky and Renee, who's the producer of NASCAR and NBC, uh, came down to victory lane. Rutledge Wood did. And it, it was such a funny, you know, like mixing of my two worlds at that time. And I, I thought that was super cool. Super nice of them. Let me back up to something you said a moment ago. Obviously you have to prepare for what you do inside of the race car and without, well, you know, we only have so much time in the week. And when you lay out all the time that's available, you take out time for sleep. You take time out for working out. You take time out for practice, qualifying and racing the car. And then you take out time for travel so the time the time allowance is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Who's in charge of your schedule? Who books your travel? And how do you make sure you don't miss? Are you a list guy? Like, how do you make sure you don't miss anything? 
this is great. This is this has been the work in progress for the last eight years. Uh, so first and foremost, I am solely in charge of my travel. Uh, I am also my own agent and manager. I do not work with any agents or managers aside from the TV side. Uh, so I do all my deals. Um, I also uh, manage basically all of my obviously the financial side and all those things. And so basically, it's come down to being just as process and system based as I can and working on those. And then there's your, your family support system. Obviously my girlfriend, Shannon, uh, is very helpful. She actually helps me. There's one thing I don't do and that's I don't deal with passes every race for friends, family, sponsors, that's on her. Uh, she's been nice enough to take that on so I don't have to think about it. I don't have to think about how they're gonna get their passes and how they're gonna get to the racetrack. I don't do that. Uh, obviously I have a PR guy, Paul Williams at Big Machine Racing who helps me on the racing side there. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a work in progress and, and that has been something this year, you know, that I've had to adjust even more so because I like to tell people right now, if you're a professional race car driver in a top 15 car in Xfinity and any car in Cup, it's a seven day a week job. Now adding TV, I say, okay, now it's a seven and a half a day a week job. Now add in that we have a podcast and newsletter, now it's eight days. So I'm like, you know, somehow you've got to decide how you're going to figure that out. And for me, I really don't have hobbies outside this. I don't really do anything else. You know, uh, for me, running or a walk is like my getaway. Uh, otherwise, I enjoy the Money Lap podcast we're doing and the, the small team we have behind it and running that and, and the newsletter we're trying to grow and that sort of thing. That to me is like my tune out, even though it's about racing and it's, you know, so a lot of people be work. To me, I like, I think it's so cool. I, I'm like, man, I would be doing this if I wasn't getting paid to do this, uh, which I don't make a lot of money off that right now. But anyway, um, it's, you know, that's to me the things that when people look at like time, they're like, oh, well, how do you fit that all in? And it's like, well, if you're going to be someone who can pursue all these things, you know, that's where you're not going to be playing golf three times a week. You're not going to be, you know, you're not going to be a part of a pickleball tournament group or, or a library club or whatever, like a book club. You're, this is going to be the hobby time, right? And that's just, the, you know, those are my things that I fill it with. And I like that and I enjoy it. And I know I don't, you know, I won't do that forever. But when I have the energy right now, I'm 32 years old and, and feel like I can manage all those things and do it. Uh, why not? Right. And I, I would say, you know, if I were to go to the next level, that's where undoubtedly and even, you know, how long I'm able to this level, you know, I think there's a point at which I would most likely be looking to have some help, right, in managing all the day-to-day -day stuff and the travel and all those things because it, I'm probably at the point right now where you'd say, all right, this is the limit. You can't add anything more. Um, and, you know, that's that's just being smart, too, about your time and, and your energy and knowing, you know, when you have to sort of call mercy and say, hey, I need help. Let's talk some racing. Um, let's see how this goes this weekend at Pocono. Doubleheader we mentioned when we kick things off. Tripleheader with your honor duties on Sunday. Let's talk Xfinity Series racing. A lot of folks had you as a preseason favorite to win races, to make the playoffs. That's not happened so far. What is keeping you from victory lane right now in that 48 Xfinity car? You know, it hasn't been one thing, and I appreciate everyone's optimism in that sense. And I definitely entered this season thinking, you know, by this point, 18 races in, we would have won a race or races. Uh, we've been close. Obviously, there was a, the first Atlanta, you know, a couple hundred feet difference and not getting spun out. We probably had a checkered flag very early. Uh, Coda mechanical issue held us back with the third or fourth fastest car there. Um, you know, we've had Talladega. We finished third when 
we were there in position on the last lap. Um, you know, we've had uh, – where else did we finish top five? I can't remember. Sonoma, we weren't as close as I hoped to be. You know, in Portland, obviously, we went for a late lunge and, and had a chance to win that race. Um, so it, it's not been one thing, right? It, we've been putting ourselves in position. I, I think when I look at our team, you know, recently – we're just past halfway. I looked at a lot of the analytics, and it showed that we were that we are on average the 12th fastest car in the series. Well, if you look at the teams ahead of us, and you look at our equipment and that sort of thing, by all common sense and statistics, you would think, all right, that's going to be the 12th fastest car in the series. So we're basically doing what we should be, right? <laughs> that's that's the thing for us to win. We've got to find a little more, and that's you know, it's a young race team. This is only the third year in existence. The second year working with RCR, um, and really only the second time working with a sole driver. And so I think there has been a lot of things that as a race team, we've had to work on internally between processes and systems and, you know, just finding the right uh, culture and, you know, making sure that the goals are correct and that, that sort of thing that you get the best performance out of the people within that race team. And so we have great support for Scott Borchetta, Big Machine Vodka, Spike Coors. Uh, who are awesome and scott is such a cool owner he gives the whole team a long leash but with that you know we owe it to him to really make the best version of big machine racing that we possibly can at this young stage that it's in and we've been doing that patrick donahue and myself have, have continually tried to work on specific things in the cars in the team that sort of thing to make it a championship caliber race team going up against joe gibbs racing junior motorsports uh, you know, you, you RCR proper, colleague, you know, these organizations that have won a lot of races, two of which use the same equipment as us. <laughs> and they've been doing this a lot longer and one of them makes it. So, you know, you got to look at all that and say, okay, you know, we're doing the right things. We're, we're basically barring two, two or three races, we would be firmly in the playoffs and two of those are mechanical failures. So that's, you know, that's the sort of thing that gets me super psyched about where we are. With the progress that you say you've made at New Hampshire and you're pushing this forward throughout the season, how do you push that forward into Pocono on a very unique racetrack that you're going to on Saturday? Well, it started a couple weeks ago. The same things that made us great at New Hampshire uh, in terms of the way we unloaded, what our goals were. I think one big thing I've learned this season is how really to maximize people um, and knowing you know, that when you get to the point end of this series, the people make a huge difference. We all have very similar equipment, very similar funding levels amongst your top 14 or so. And so, you know, maybe in top 15. And so you really look at that and you say, okay, what separates us? And that's the people. That's the decisions being made by the humans and, and how you get the best performance out of them. And so that has been a big part of the things we've had to learn as a race team that we've had to work on. Um, and that's what paid off at New Hampshire. That's going to pay off at Pocono. It already has in our preparation. Uh, and, you know, that's the sort of thing that's going to propel us through the next eight or so races towards the playoffs that I believe is going to get us in victory lane. Um, you know, we, we've got the equipment. We've often had the speed. We keep putting ourselves in that position. One day we will break through. But I truly believe, you know, that the, the things we've been working on are setting us up. You know, I'm a big fan of the movie Moneyball. It's, one of my, it's my favorite movie of all time. And I love this quote where in Brad Pitt's character, who's Billy Bean, says, you know, this is a process, it's a process, it's a process. When you have a 33 race season or 38 race season cup, it is a process. And there is, you know, there's no other way to look at it other than you've got to continually find a way to improve each and every day and utilize, you know, that process to the best of your ability. And that comes from the human side, the car side, whatever. 
and that's how you create championship winning race teams. And the coolest part about NASCAR is we have a playoff system that means, yeah, we might not be hitting on firing at all eight cylinders for the last 18 races because we're a young team. But now if we start to get hot and we start to see these things pay off and we go in the playoffs, there's nothing that stops us from going to be a part of that championship four and winning a championship. So I keep that optimism uh, and I truly believe we can do that. And I think our race team believes that. So we just, uh, you know, we got to keep working on the process, be involved in it, be, you know, obsessed with the process. And I think uh, it's going to pay off. Some would contend that a lap around Pocono is a process, depending on how your car is handling (laughs) or depending on what's going on on the racetrack. And as you know and I know, I will ask a driver, all right, what corner where you have to be right? You can't get them all right, but what corner would you like right to have the most success? And we'll get all different kinds of answers. I've gotten the tunnel turn. I've gotten turn one. I've gotten turn three. For you, what's the what's the turn that you need to have right or the turn that you feel you can make some hay in this weekend to get to the front? You know, I think turn three is super important because it leads on the, the biggest straightaway, right? And that's normally how you look at road courses. With that, I do believe, you know, people often talk about the tunnel turn being its importance. It is one that if you connect it correctly with turn one and turn three, you're basically making the longest straightaway. So <laughs> if that makes sense. So it is important, you know, and then turn one has the most banking to it. I believe it has, you know, in a lot of ways it has two grooves. It leaves you the most options to sort of move around and try to make your car work for you. Uh, so I do believe, although it's the, you know, the one that people look at the end of the straight, all that banking and think, oh, that's gotta be important to me. If you're going to have one that, you know, you've got to just make do and make the car work, that would be turn one because that's banking. We talked about Xfinity racing in Pocono. Let's talk truck racing. You and Henderson Motorsports, it seems like whenever you get together, while the numbers haven't been there this year, that's another unique pairing that has obviously borne fruit. And it seems like you have a good time. And with all that you have going on, how do you treat that truck program? You're obviously trying to go win, but it seems to me that would be your golf game. You go over there, you have a good time, <laughs> stay fresh. You're racing the truck series, which can either be a, the biggest pain in the backside or such a joy. What is it with the truck <laughs> opportunity that keeps you coming back for more with the 75 truck? Oh, I, you said it best. I love that group. But Chris Carrier, Don Henderson, the whole group is just awesome. It is, uh, you know, a racing culture that is about having fun. And that comes down from the owners, uh, the Henderson family, but all the employees at Food Country who support the program, who love that program, who watch all the races and and send us messages all the time about seeing when we do well and pictures of when we have promotions in the stores, promoting the racing program and when we've won. And so that's been so cool. And I truly believe that they gave me an opportunity in the last couple of years that no one else was willing to give me. And so I owe it to them to keep doing this as long as they'll have me. Um, And I love it. It's so much fun. We laugh. We have a great time. We run up front. Uh, You know, this year we've had a lot of speed. We just haven't been able to finish the races. But, you know, that's not only no one gets down. You know, that the we had a pretty uh, public issue at North Wilkesboro, um, which was so devastating because we had such a fast truck in practice. And Don Henderson called me and said, hey, man, we win, we lose as a team. We're all behind you. We'll make it work, right? And don't even worry about it. And that was such a cool, supportive call to get. So they're awesome. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to Pocono. This was actually, this race, 
back in 2020, basically reignited my career. I, uh, you know, towards the end of 2019 and the in early of 2020, my, I, the cup ride I had went away. Uh, the Hendersons were actually shutting down their team at that time. They had called me in, you know, January, December and said, hey, look, you know, I don't think we can keep doing this. We're sorry, you know, we'd love to, but you know, this is the situation we're in. And so I thought we were, you know, I was basically done. Um, and then later that year, they called me back and said, hey, if we can go racing, would you do it? And I said, yeah. And the first race we got back to was this race at Pocono. Um, and that day we finished 15th, but I'll never forget standing on the uh, on the grid before the race and thinking, we were starting dead last because it was the COVID era and there's no qualifying. And I thought there to myself, all right, bud, you basically lost us all, you know, uh, just have fun with it. This is, you know, it can all disappear tomorrow. You've just basically seen the, the worst case scenario, which is you're not racing anymore. Um, have fun. And whatever happened from that day onwards, you know, it was like a linear trajectory towards us winning at Mid-Ohio and just running super well. And everything I hopped in, I did well in. And eventually that led to having this opportunity at Big Machine Racing. So uh, a couple years later, you know, going back to this race is, is really um, a really, you know, I guess ceremonial moment for me to still be driving. I've heard two things in our conversation, the power of positive thinking and the power of maintaining relationships and not burning bridges. Aren't those the two most important things a race car driver can possess these days? Yes. It, positivity is something that I think I've always sort of exuded in my life, just chose, you know, to be positive in, in dire circumstances because I felt like, well, you know, what would you would you have to lose at that point? Um, but it's really been incredible to me to see you know what positivity can do for a team, for an organization, for a season, for a you know championship fight. Like I've seen at Big Machine Racing and and, and seeing how positivity can really propel us to to do great work. Um, and I think that's that's going to be important no matter what you do in life, right? And then the relationships, right? It's not what you know, it's who you know. And <laughs> I've been really fortunate to have great relationships with great people and, you know, done my best to be a value add to those people in their lives when they need it. And, you know, to be a, a year to listen when they need that. And, you know, that has really paid off for me in many ways throughout my life um, in that, you know, it's not what I'm looking for a payoff, but it's just trying to be a kind human, you know, on this floating rock to other humans, right? And I think that really has, is something if you're gonna be in this racing game, you've gotta have, because it's a small group of people all chasing a similar one trophy that, um, you know, a very few amount of people get the privilege to be a part of. And that's, uh, that's you know, something I've always viewed this as. And and lastly, you, you say those are the two most important things for race driver. The other two, I say this one facetiously, but it's true. Of course, is money, but the other one, confidence. If you confidence is, I, I always like to say, is the most important currency for a race car driver besides money, uh, because <laughs> confidence is what creates performance for race car drivers, and it can't be fake. It's got to be true. It's got to be deep. It's got to be, you know, rooted in preparation and and true, true confidence in your abilities. And if you have that, it's amazing the performance you can have on the racetrack. It's been amazing to watch you over the years. I first got to know you at Kansas in your Xfinity view with Team Penske back in the day. Um, you oh, yeah. be on the serious show with us as a regular, but it's been amazing to watch your career, not only on the racetrack, but also expand into the broadcasting arena. And um, 
Folks, that power of positive thinking, it lives on when the microphones and the cameras are off. I've been around Parker both on air and off. Just a pretty cool dude. And um, you deserve all the goodness that comes to you. And here's hoping that some of that goodness will come your way this weekend at Pocono, get you into the playoffs. And um, and then obviously get you set up for a unique on-air presentation Sunday when you take to those microphones after a win. It's going to be... <laughs> It's going to be fun to watch. It's been great to get to know you. Great to hang out with you. And appreciate you making time for us today on Wide Open. Absolutely. Thank you, Bagman. You as well. You, you're uh, you're amazing in all that you do. Your support of this whole sport and the way you add to the sport and your commentary and your ability on the radio style broadcast, which is incredible. And, of course, on the radio, man, I've watched you put together words in a sequence that I thought I will never, ever have the ability to do that that well. So you're amazing. Thank you for having me on. And yes, if we win, uh, just know a couple spike-like coolers will be drank that night. Man, there are going to be some tore-up people in that TV compound on Sunday. If our wins on Saturday, what a great guy. He's a great friend and a good race car driver. Uh, got a great head on his shoulders, great skills, and he's a wonderful addition to the truck series, the Xfinity series, the Cup series, and of course, NASCAR on NBC had a chance to get to know him a lot when I've been doing radio style for the NBC side of things. And uh, he's just a cool dude. And uh, hopefully good things will happen. And that power of positive thinking will pay off in the Xfinity Series race or the truck race this weekend at Pocono. Now, let's see. Speaking of paying off, what are, what's going to be paying off as far as Las Vegas is concerned? And these odds are concerned for this highpoint.com. 400. Let's bring in producer Trey and see what Las Vegas is saying odds wise for our trip to the tricky triangle. Trey. Well, Mike, last week, Vegas favored the Joe Gibbs racing cars and it paid off with Martin Truex Jr. Going to victory lane at New Hampshire. And this week they are favoring JGR. Once again, the aforementioned Martin Truex Jr. Is the favorite this weekend at plus 550. He's got two co-favorites though. And the two drivers who, when the checkered flag threw, flew last year, we thought finished one and two. Kyle Busch, plus 550 as well, and Denny Hamlin, plus 550, who one of those two would have been the winner, but they were both disqualified in post-race inspection because of what Hamlin deemed as a piece of tape. Chase Elliott ended up being declared the winner after finishing in third place. As far as who I'm going with to win this weekend, I'm going to go with Hamlin. Hamlin has always been good at Pocono, swept the races there as a rookie, and I think he has something to prove. He wants to show that it wasn't just a piece of tape as the reason why he won last year's race, and I think Denny Hamlin gets his second win of the season and maybe pulls a little bit closer, maybe inserts himself back into the conversation for regular season champion. There are a couple of long shots that I like this weekend. Daniel Suarez had a top five run there last year, and his teammate Ross Chastain was very fast. Suarez is in the battle for the final playoff spot right now, and a win could secure that. He is at 28-1. to As I mentioned, Pocono has a soft spot for first-time winners. Denny Hamlin got his first win there. Chris Buescher, albeit in a rain-shortened affair, and Ryan Blaney, also got their first wins there. Could Ty Gibbs do the same this weekend? Ty is 35 to 1 to win and another 35 to 1 long shot 
that I think is worth a flyer this weekend is a former Pocono winner, Alex Bowman, who also is inching ever closer to being in a must-win situation to make the playoffs. So Suarez, Gibbs, and Bowman are worth flyers to win this weekend, but I ultimately think it is Denny Hamlin celebrating in victory lane at Pocono once again. Denny Hamlin's definitely on my short list too. So is Martin Truex Jr. So are a couple of others that Trey mentioned. But the only thing that separates us from that pick glory are 400 miles at the Pocono Raceway. We've got you covered coming up on the Motor Racing Network. Be sure to tune in for NASCAR Live Race Day, 1.30 p.m. Eastern Sunday afternoon. Of course, 7 o'clock next Tuesday night, we'll have you covered with NASCAR Live. And we're back here for another episode of NASCAR Live Open one week from today on Thursday. For producer Trey and the rest of the MRN team, I'm Mike Bagley. Can't wait to get to the Poconos. We'll chat with you there from the Tricky Triangle. Until then, so long, everybody. NASCAR Live Wide Open is brought to you by Toyota. For the latest Toyota racing information, visit toyotaracing.com. Outdoor care to home and auto repair. Do it with Craftsman. Find the tools, equipment, and storage you need at your local Lowe's, Ace Hardware, or Craftsman.com. Wheelan Engineering, a global leader in the emergency warning industry, designs and manufactures reliable and powerful warning lights, white illumination lighting, sirens, controllers, and warning systems for the automotive, aviation, and mass notification industries worldwide. Wheeland products are designed, sourced, and manufactured in America and tested on site to meet the toughest industry standards. Wheeland Engineering, manufactured in America for over 70 years. We never left, and we're here to stay. From fueling NASCAR champions on the track for over 20 years to innovating 94 octane, the highest octane on the market. Performance is what Sunoco does. All Sunoco fuel at the pump meets the same top tier standards as the fuel used in NASCAR. Money's back here for Ryan Blaney. Four tires with Sunoco fuel. From the track to your tank, you can trust Sunoco to help your vehicle perform at its peak.